Welcome to Peer to Peer, the podcast, brought to you by Rainer. Listen in as we hear from top surgeons having great conversations with their peers about hot and popular topics in ophthalmology. In this episode, Mr. Alan Barsam discusses the important role that digital marketing and social media play in running a busy eye clinic with his colleagues from OCL Vision in the UK, Mr. Ali Mirza, Mr. Ramesh Anganawella, and Ms. Mazara Laganath. Mr. Alon Barsam is a director and founding partner of OCL Vision and recognised internationally as an expert and key opinion leader for cataract and refractive surgery. Mr. Ali Mirza is a director and founding partner of OCL Vision and is also a senior consultant ophthalmic surgeon at London's Imperial College Healthcare NHS Trust. Mr. Romesh Anganawella is an OCL Vision founding partner and consultant eye surgeon at Moorfields Eye Hospital, where he is also director for corneal training. Ms. Mazara Laganath is a consultant eye surgeon specialising in cornea, cataract and refractive surgery and is the first OCL Vision trained fellow of refractive surgery. Welcome to another peer-to-peer podcast hosted by Rayna. I'm your host, Alon Barsam. We spend ever-increasing amounts of our daily time online, working, shopping, banking and everything in between, as well as being connected to friends, family and colleagues, which can often be on digital means such as social media. It's therefore safe to say that digital marketing plays an important role in educating patients and helping them to decide who the right surgeon or the right clinic is for them. Today, I'm joined by several of my colleagues from OCL Vision. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Hi. Hi, thanks. So I'll start with Ali, Ali Mirza. Could you talk to us a little bit about the offline and online channels uh, that are used at OCL Vision for attracting new patients, their role in different stages of the patient journey? in terms of uh, patient awareness, education, even consulting, decision-making and follow-up? Sure, thanks, Alon. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here uh, on this podcast. Um, Yeah, so offline and online. So offline, I think it's safe to say that most of our patients uh, are still generated by word of mouth. So that that accounts for a large majority of our patients. Um, So obviously you you do a patient, they then tell all their friends, their family, et cetera. And that's probably... That, that is the number one reason why people come to us predominantly. And then there's the social media channels. So you, you know, you've got things like the Instagram, the TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Um, and I think that's more about probably that's more about brand reinforcement. So patients kind of become aware of OCL vision, either through friends or family, or they may have read something in the print, which is another one of our channels, you know, uh, publications, uh, media stuff and then they um they sort of they google you don't they they google you they look at the social media are these guys on socials you know what's their website like you know so then they get a bit more feel uh for us through those channels uh and in general you know if they get a good feeling they see okay you know these guys are all you know they seem like nice guys they they post all you know their surgeons are humanized they're real people uh the website looks great uh, they've got someone telling them that they've had a great experience. That all adds to the whole sort of decision-making process, if you like. You know, it kind of reinforces their, their their view. And that's why it's all quite important. And that's why it's important to have many channels because they can come from many different directions. Sometimes you think it's word of mouth, but actually it's word of mouth plus they saw something on Instagram. Fantastic. No, I think that's a great point. And I think a lot of people do make the mistake of thinking about marketing in isolation. Often there are many touch points, if you like, where patients may access information about us. And it's important to try and, for us anyway, to try and target as much of that as we can. 
Can I ask Masara now, do you feel in terms of in life in general and certainly with respect to how we recruit patients or how you find patients, whether the pandemic accelerated a shift to to online or more digital means? So I think um, generally, I think there's been a gradual shift over time anyway. I think Google is the place we go if we want to find out kind of day-to-day information. If we want to find out where's the best place to go, who do we want to see, we usually go to Google first. I think there's always going to be, as Ali mentioned earlier, word of mouth. And I think that's really powerful. And that's, I think that's generally in healthcare what people tend to go with. Um, people that their friends or family have recommended, people that they know have had a good experience. Um, I think OCL does a really good job of creating a very clear um, and easy to navigate website. That's the first thing I noticed when I first Googled OCL vision as a patient myself um, a couple of years ago. And everything's very transparent and very well laid out. And that's what patients have mentioned to me as being quite powerful when they go to our website is the clarity of information that's provided and the the kind of transparency as well in terms of providing pricing and that kind of content. Um, so I think the pandemic has definitely moved us in that direction, but I think that's the way that the world's been going for the last kind of five to 10 years anyway. Thank you. Ramesh, can you talk to us a little bit about the particular demographic that you think might respond better to digital marketing and maybe whether you notice or feel that there's a difference in terms of which channel of digital marketing may appeal to a given demographic? Um, I mean, they, they, there are definite uh, differences in terms of which social media channels different people engage with. So the younger um, patients in their sort of early 20s uh, are probably going to engage with uh, TikTok and, and Instagram uh, more than they would uh, Facebook. Uh, and, you know, Instagram's appeal still sort of goes on into, you know, your 30s and 40s. And But then you've got some, you know, Facebook coming in and even other sort of professional social media kind of um, channels like uh, LinkedIn, you know, are, are useful to kind of engage with. And um, I think they all tie into each other. I've got to say, my, you know, the older patients tend to be more on Google or um, on Facebook than than Instagram and those other channels. That's the feeling I, I generally get. Uh, but they're, they, they're kind of, you know, they don't look at one thing. They look at Google, then they look at something else. They'll try and kind of collate information about the clinic before they actually come. And they might speak to some friend or some ex-patient, you know, who who's had treatment done. So it's a, it's a kind of mix of things. It's not one thing that makes them come and see you. Okay, fantastic. And can I ask Ali, can you talk a little bit, a, a bit about the social media channels you personally use, um, what the difference is and what you think the benefits of each one might be in terms of, let's say, patient information or marketing? Sure, yeah. I mean, I was a little bit of a latecomer to uh, social media. Just to give you a bit of background, I was... I was a bit of a cynic, I have to say, and then I kind of sucked into it. But now I do enjoy it. Um, originally, I, I, I had a YouTube channel, and that's all I had. And what I did there was put on uh, basically videos of surgery, interesting surgery. And um, it was quite good as an educational tool for like the fellows that would come to the, to the firm. So they'd see how, how, how I do things. They get a flavor of what to expect in terms of the surgical methods. Um, and then I got sort of sucked into uh, Instagram. <laughs> Uh, and TikTok um, and I think it's quite useful it's just the um, what it is everyone's after content and you know often you can do a patient you treat a patient and it was only when like a couple of patients said to me look you know 
have you got an Instagram page? Because I want to I wanna tell everyone about it, you know? I have had my laser eye surgery. I'd like to tag you, you know? So, you know, and, that, and that ultimately that is, they want to tell about it. It's content for them. And for us, it's free marketing. You know, it's really a no-brainer. So they, they tag myself, they tag OCL Vision. Uh, you know, they have that exposure every, even though their following may be small and obviously varies, but, you know, even if they have 300, 200 friends who see that on their stories, that's still 200, you know, points of engagement where, you know, the seed is planted. And it's okay, this guy looks like he's had a great experience. Let me look into a little bit more. And then, you know, they, they then come to the website or, you know, go, go look at all the, the other channels and they say they, they get a flavor for the culture, the teamwork ethic, you know, the excellence we're, we're providing. And it just gives us that platform uh, to share uh, what we're about. And also just a feel good factor. Uh, and then with new surgeons coming on board, you know, Masara and, and colleagues gives them a platform. And I, act, you know, actually you know, we encourage all, all the surgeons to have a personal profile as well on Instagram. So it just allows their patients to tag them and give them give them some love, if you like. You know, uh, it also unleashes your creative side a little bit. So you know, I, I like I like some of the creative, funny stuff. I like, I like to get that out there, and it just makes you feel a bit more. Um, makes you look a little bit more like a you know you're just a normal person having a bit of fun enjoying the job so yeah I think it's great Ali the one thing I wanted to ask you about was um sorry if you don't mind me asking a question is what what role do you think influencers play when you treat them for example do you feel like that's uh, yeah I think that's you know, that engagement then drives more yeah, patients to the it's, clinic it's massive I mean we we started off with just treating a few here and there um you know, and some of them have, you know, followers of 500,000, you know, so you get that kind of exposure, mm -hmm. put on their reels, and they've got that, you know, that many people looking at them. Um, and it's free marketing. Uh, you know, most of the time, these people just do it because they want to do it. Uh, they tag yeah. us all. Um, you know, yes, we can pay Google to be on top of Google ads in, in, a, in a website search, but this is a, just another angle. And it's a bit more genuine uh, because... Uh, it's it's patient's own experience and they want to share it and it's content for them influencers love content they want to put stuff out the influencers definitely have an effect because as soon as one of the kind of um you know more popular influencers puts something on their reels our uh people following us suddenly jumps up in one day by you know a lot so you know they, they do listen and 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 it's surprising how many patients will come and say look i the reason i came to see you is because i saw this specific influencer recommend you? Yeah, it's a good point. It's, you know, the social media channels are a way of essentially creating dialogue in a way that amplifies that dialogue beyond what someone could achieve in a, you know, in a living room or in a restaurant with a table around their friends. Can I ask, um, Ramesh, perhaps if you could talk a little bit about your, your feelings on how important is it to have a, a personal social media account in various channels versus one for the clinic? What's, you know, how do those two things coexist and how does that work? Yeah, I, I think it is important for individual surgeons to have some online presence. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's important to have awareness of what that um, channel is specifically for. So important not to kind of confuse the messaging with, you know, personal stuff as well as professional stuff. So, you know, most of us have two channels, actually. One is you know, personal and, and private for your friends and and the, the other one is a public one. So it allows you to to highlight 
um, you know, patients you've treated or, or new innovations in, in real time, you know, say you put a Rainer EMV lens in, um, you know, it's, it's difficult to really tell that story on your website in a kind of non-contrived way, whereas, you know, you, you, can, you can tell it on social media with a real, in a, in a kind of more real-time uh, real way and, and, and portray stories or new technologies and things like that um, in, a, in a more kind of engaging format, I think. Uh, I, I do think that patients like to feel at these days that their surgeons are human. So, uh, you know, they, they like to see a human side to uh, their surgeons. So having your own personal, you know, uh, social media channel uh, allows you to, in some ways, kind of at least engage with them in a, in a more personal way than uh, than just having a website, you know, where there's just a picture of you. Video is 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 the format that you know people love, and um, you know it, a small thirty second clip of you know you talking to a patient or highlighting something, I think is 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 more engaging than just the the brand, you know, because the brand is important, uh, but you know there's lots of static websites and and other stuff that just push the brand. They want to see. Who are these people who are behind the brand? And, you know, the people behind the brand are the surgeons. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, is, it, it is certainly a difficult balance, isn't it, to, uh, to have that I'm a real person um, yeah. and, I'm also, and I'm also your surgeon. I think what's interesting is if you, look at the, if you look at the ophthalmology doctors who have the largest following or optometrists, they're the ones that tend to share more of their personal life. Mm-hmm. And that's because so much of social media is actually about lifestyle not just about what they do as a day job but like lifestyle so fashion where they go to holiday where they go to holiday where they go to eat um just so many things that make up the individual and the professional so it almost becomes like a lifestyle brand as well as just a professional brand if that makes sense yeah i think you're right i mean it just depends Uh, on what you're comfortable with sharing isn't it yeah exactly now rainer have done an incredible job with digital marketing they're kind of peer-to-peer um platform if you like with podcast webinars uh, and video interviews i know they've got a presence on linkedin and instagram as well as some other channels and ali mentioned in fact um one of the earlier questions that he had originally set up on youtube with surgical videos as a way to kind of reach out to fellows or other colleagues but ali can you talk a bit more about the the value let's say or the use of uh, social media actually elevating your professional profile in ophthalmology yeah i think it's very very um valuable i mean um just the youtube channel for example you know like uh, sharing surgical techniques often surgeons around the world are looking for ways of doing things better or maybe in a different way and by having our techniques there uh it kind of just levels the field a little bit everyone can look there's so much information there now people can look and see and i i sometimes google stuff myself like okay well got this complex case tomorrow or the next day, let me just see if there's any other ways of doing it. You know, I, I know I know how I would do it in my mind, but there's so much video content now that uh, it, it's just, it's, it's great. Not only that, but like you said, with Rainer, with their peer review stuff, you know, I've got podcasts, people talking about things. So, you know, on the way to work, you can just listen to a podcast in the morning, get a bit of insight about what people are up to, how they do things. And then there's all the business elements, uh, learning, I mean, at the moment, I've been listening to um, Diary of a CEO, for example. I just just listening to stuff on there. You know, just you just get some pearls here and there. So, no, I think it's incredibly powerful. It's a great, it's a great uh, resource. Can I ask? I'm going to ask all of you just to chip in with maybe one or two tips. But tips for those 
wanting to include more digital marketing efforts in their practice, either for the clinic that they that they that they work in, or if, you know, as in our case, that they're partners in, or um, in terms of the, developing their own personal profile digitally. Do you have any tips? I, I would say that the first thing is just to get started. Do it. Set up a profile. Post a couple of pictures of some interesting cases. Look to see what everyone else does. I mean, follow. follow you know, people that you're interested in, colleagues, ophthalmologists, if that's your field. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it can be daunting initially. I mean, for me, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to post? What's it going to look like? What are people going to say? You know, but ultimately, you can delete uh, uh, stuff. Yeah. I think you could, uh, you could start with, um, you know, some, if you're not sure what content to post, you can just start, think of the 10 most commonly asked questions that your patients ask you. Uh, and, you know, and and try and sort of do a, educational type uh social media kind of posts just to get you going to start with and then then you yeah. you know you look at other people and what they're posting and 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 become more creative as you go along but that's a good place to start off it's Excellent. it's yeah. useful and and it gives you some content that you're expert at that you can talk about if people Excellent. want if, if people are really interested in digital marketing seriously and they want to educate themselves google have a introduction to digital marketing course which is completely free it's i think it's something like 20 hours of e-learning if you're really keen and that kind of explains google search engine seos how to optimize how to build a website how to link everything in so you get more search engine optimization so that's a really good course if anybody wants to do it and um yeah i think off the back of what you were saying, Ali, looking at what everyone else is doing, looking at the top people in your field and what they do, um, you know, um, what else? Um, I, would, I would say, get, get, like, enjoy yeah. it as well. You can get creative. Yeah, you exactly. Can use, you can use I mean, skills that you maybe it, didn't know you had and just apply exactly. them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think things like um, looking at what's trending, like trending sounds, using those trending sounds, you're more likely to get more um, more uh, views and more follows as well so it's just kind of learning and just learning it as you go along basically yeah just giving it a try a lot of fun. yeah I mean I think that those are great tips for um, people looking to start out and I think that we will wrap this up, wrap this up now it's been a fantastic educational and interesting discussion between all of us I want to thank Masara Laganaf and Ali Mirza and Ramesh Anganwella for your time it's fun you know time out of your busy practices i don't know how you manage the time to see so many patients and also do social media as well but also to give other people the opportunity to to get involved and uh and put themselves and their practice and what they do for patients out there so thank you very much for your time all of you thanks for inviting us on thank, thank you, you. Thank thank you. you. In the next episode of Peer to Peer, the podcast, Mr. Alan Barson will be discussing the importance of surgical instruments, why they shouldn't be overlooked, and an exciting newcomer to ophthalmology that is shaking up the industry with its premium single use and recyclable instruments. For more information about this episode's topic and to read the show notes, visit the Peer to Peer hub at rainer.com forward slash peer to peer. This podcast is provided for general information purposes only. The presenter's views are their own. Rayner does not endorse off-label use. Users must refer to the product labelling and instructions for use for Rayner products in all cases. Not all Rayner products are available in all countries. The full disclaimer can be found in the show notes.